1: You're watching Global BC. This is Global News Hour at 6.
2: Good evening, and thanks for joining us. Chris is off tonight. We begin with an alarming video of a knife wielding suspect on the doorstep of a home in a Soyuz. Global's Jules Knox has the shocking surveillance footage and what the new mother believes the would be intruder was after. We have agreed to hide her identity for safety reasons.
3: On Wednesday morning, a breastfeeding Osuyu's mother, startled by an unexpected knock at her door, she saw a woman she didn't recognize in a wig wearing yellow gloves. I didn't answer. I just felt like something was off. But a few seconds later, the woman barges in. She just said, I wanted to see your baby, because I'm like, whoa. And she's like, I just wanted to see your baby. And I'm like, what? Like, well, don't
4: walk in people's houses. You don't know. And she says, OK. And she slowly shuts the door. The mother jumps up to lock the door, but then... And I see her come running, charging in at me, and then I notice she's holding like a knife above her
3: shoulder, like where my head would be. The mom says she grabbed both of the other woman's arms, throwing her out of the house, slamming and bolting the door.
4: She came at me like at my face, my head, like I think she wanted to get me
3: down, take the baby and run.
4: That's like what I feel like she was trying to do, kidnap my kid.
3: The mother says the other woman then walked away, very calmly. Police watched the surveillance tape and say they identified a suspect. At this point, they believe the incident was targeted.
0: She is known to police. Uh, That was how we identified her, as as our officers are aware aware of her. Not for instance like this. This is um, something out of the ordinary for her. Um, And certainly out of the ordinary for, for this town, really.
3: The mother believes the other woman lives nearby and walks by her house almost every day, sometimes speaking with her husband.
4: She's walked by and just said, oh you're like the number one dad, like you have a perfect family, like stuff
3: like that, like she didn't seem malicious. A 45-year-old woman has since been arrested, she's in custody and expected to appear in court on Friday. As for the mom, she's reminding others to lock the door and she's considering more security cameras. Jules Knox, Global News, Osiris.
2: Crews hitting an aggressive forest fire above Horseshoe Bay from the air and on the ground today. It broke out last night, prompting dozens of calls to 911. And while it's small in size, it is burning in an area that's hard to access. Our Jennifer Palma is covering the firefight for us tonight. Jen, how are crews making out? Yeah, choppers
5: continuously keep picking up water from nearby White Lake. That proximity and the low winds are helping this firefight just north of Horseshoe Bay. The hours-long firefight continues near Horseshoe Bay. Residents are keeping a close watch.
1: Lots of smoke this morning. Yeah, it was a lot bigger. And there was uh, bombers coming in earlier, but now it's just helicopters with water buckets. I've been here all my life, never seen it.
5: The flames breaking out last night around 8 p.m. with West Vancouver Fire and Rescue receiving 100 phone calls. The wildfire began small at 50 by 150 meters but in 15 minutes it doubled eventually growing to three hectares. But the quick work of crews coupled with fire retardant drops and a close proximity to White Lake helped two choppers rain down on the fire, it's now 25% contained. There
6: was not any lightning in the area. The area is known to be frequented by hikers, and there have been known to be people camping up in that area, so we are pro- definitely, it's, it's human caused of some
7: kind. You see a lot of people in this area going camping up to White Lake, and, you know, up that area, so I wouldn't be surprised. Um, we were hiking up there a while ago, and we definitely saw, you know, evidence of people camping.
5: The tender dry conditions and wind help fan the flames in an area where a fire ban is on. There are no injuries reported and no structures are threatened. However, fire crews are keeping a close watch on the wind and its direction. Homes are just a few kilometers away. No evacuations have been ordered.
2: It has definitely been visible that smoke, Jen. What is the closest community to that fire and what about the impact on traffic?
5: Mm, yeah, it's just north of Horseshoe Bay in an area called Sunset Beach around Seascape Drive. And again, no homes are threatened at this point, but it's just a few kilometers away from the fire zone. So they are keeping an eye on it. And if you can see behind me, uh, traffic is moving slowly there on this portion of Highway 99, again, north of Horseshoe Bay. And that's because they want to make sure the crews have enough room to sort of stage and get ready there to take part in the firefight. When that single lane closure northbound will be lifted remains un- Unknown at this time back to you
2: yeah it looks a little slower on the northbound side all right thanks for that jen palmer reporting near horseshoe bay well sadly people just aren't getting the message about the importance of observing campfire bans over the long weekend the BC conservation service handed out 42 tickets for illegal campfires Total fines in excess of $48,000. Campfire bans are in place province-wide except for the Prince George Fire Center and some areas in Northern BC. Anyone who was found breaking the ban could be issued a ticket of more than $1,000. And if you needed more evidence of just how dry it is out there, take the actions of two men in Maple Ridge. Their carelessness was caught on video. And while what happened probably wasn't what they were expecting, as John Hua reports, it could have been so much worse.
4: A stretch of grass scorched by fire in just seconds.
8: It was really fast.
4: All captured on surveillance video. First, you see a flicker, then watch the flames spread quickly out of control. By the minute mark, the fire was creeping up the front lawn of a Maple Ridge home.
8: I was scared. I thought, you know, any longer and if those people didn't act quickly, it could have went right up to the house.
4: The grass fire started just before 4.30 Wednesday afternoon. Luckily, a bystander driving by and neighbours sprang into action. By the time Maple Ridge fire arrived, most of the flames had been stamped out.
9: Anyone with a little bit of common sense knows, especially now and with all the warnings, that you have to... uh well, you shouldn't even be butting out your cigarettes.
4: But this wasn't the result of someone tossing a smoke or sparks coming from a passing car. Look closely at the stupidity caught on camera.
8: They thought they were just going to, for fun, light the cotton on fire and watch it burn. But little did they know that, you know, it's going to burn the grass along with it and it's going to burn fast. The
4: fluff from the cottonwood trees is pretty much everywhere this time of year. The impulse to ignite it comes with another admission.
8: They did admit that they were high on fentanyl. They just finished smoking fentanyl in the back bush up there.
4: That explanation not exactly making neighbors feel at ease.
9: We know they do drugs, but obviously they smoke too. And uh, at this time of year, it's a horrible thought that they might uh, start a fire back there.
10: Things go up in flames like it's nothing. So it's dangerous stuff.
4: Grass fires often start from a discarded cigarette on the side of the road. Not a drug-fueled decision a few metres from people's homes. Either way, in this dry weather, both can easily lead to disaster. John Hua, Global News.
2: Well, big changes are coming to your ICBC rates. So the province announcing today a wide-ranging revamp. And while all drivers will end up paying more, as Ted Trinecki reports how much more will depend on how good a driver you are.
1: The way it's worked for decades is it didn't matter who caused the accident. The onus has always been on the registered owner when it comes to the cost of insuring your vehicle. That is going to change. This is
0: looking at people as individuals rather than as a uh, one-size-fits-all model. Uh, where all British Columbians are treated the same regardless of their driver experience or their driving record.
1: Among the many proposed changes, there will be higher rates for anyone who's caused a crash in the past 10 years, but it's a policy that will be phased in over 10 years. ICBC believes two-thirds of drivers will be better off and a third will pay more. There's a discount for those who drive fewer than 5,000 kilometres a year, and a 10% discount if you have a factory-installed emergency braking system. Changes to our
0: insurance rate design are long overdue. It's time to implement a fairer system,
1: one that's relevant to the drivers, communities, and roadways of today, not of 30 years ago. It's been well reported that ICBC is running a $1.3 billion deficit this year, and insurance rates will definitely climb.
6: Nobody is, in my view, is going to be paying any less in in 2019. We need those changes in the pain and suffering and the other caps that they're talking about. They need all that to actually stop the the losses.
1: Good, but not good enough for the Insurance Bureau of Canada. Once we see the
6: changes coming in next spring, uh, we will have a system very similar to Alberta. In fact, it could be the most similar in the country. Uh, And then you're going to see very similar products, very similar systems,
1: uh, but very different prices in what people are paying. Because we still have a monopoly Because we have a monopoly here in B.C. Currently, 80% of drivers in B.C. get the maximum safe driving discount. Now, there's just no way that represents the actual risk each driver poses. So, come September next year, learn to drive safely or pay the consequence. Ted the news.
2: And just a refresher on how much we already pay on average in this province for auto insurance. We are number one across the country. Here's a look at the top five. B.C. drivers paying about $1,680 on average. In second, Ontario at about $1,445. Keith Baldry joins us now with more on the immediate changes drivers will see to their insurance rates. Keith?
6: Yeah, so everybody's wondering what's the next uh, rate hike number going to be. This year was up 6.5%. The the next time a number comes into play is in December when the NDP government goes in front of the Utilities Commission. Uh, They won't reveal the number yet, but here's some other numbers to take a look at. We'll give you an indication of what we're talking about. This is the amount of money that ICBC expects to collect in premiums over the next three years. And you can see the year-to-year change. Roughly in the neighborhood of 10% this year over last year, uh, almost 9% next year, and almost 10% the following year. That money represents money from new drivers, but also from hikes to your current uh, insurance rate. So the increase probably hovering around 10%. I asked David Eby a couple times today, can he rule out a double-digit increase for BC Motorists? Here's his reply.
0: This will be a double-digit? I... I- Don't want to speculate about what the rate is going to be. It has to go through ICBC's internal processes as well as the BC Utilities Commission processes. Um, But uh, we have put the changes in place to ensure that the the rate increases as low as it can possibly be.
6: So let's take a 7% increase next uh, spring, Sophie. Uh, If it's 7, 7, and 7 over the next three years, that's 21% over what we pay today. So I think the big takeaway from today's changes are that everybody's going to be paying more, but good motorist increases will be smaller than bad motorists. But uh, you can bet on the bank that all our insurance rates are going to go up over time. Can't
2: wait. All right. Thanks for that, Keith. A homeowner operating an illegal hostel in her town home is being taken to court by the city of North Vancouver. It's the latest move in an escalating spat that's left neighbors feeling frustrated. Nadia Stewart has the latest.
8: The city of North Vancouver has filed an injunction against Emily Yu, a homeowner who's operating a 15-bed short-term rental out of her town home. The injunction seeks to have you immediately stop. No more advertising for short-term rentals, no more bookings. And the city also wants her to stop using her home as a hostel within two weeks of the date of the court order. Now, the filing of the injunction is only the first step, so it could be a while before we find out whether the city will be granted what it is looking for from the courts. In the meantime, the city's mayor says he understands the frustration in the neighbourhood. At least one neighbour says there has been a significant drop in traffic at the home, but that's mostly because of own efforts
10: that I certainly feel
11: for the neighbors again it's a very difficult situation for them but rest assured we are doing everything we possibly can uh, getting our lawyers on, are on this our senior staff are on this and I know members of council are hearing about this we want this person to comply so the neighbors can have peace in their in their time
4: we've had a lot of success I think with the media uh, attention um, insofar as getting her banned from Airbnb.com and Hostelworld and Booking.com and stuff like that some of those came before uh, but Airbnb wouldn't take our calls. And as soon as the reporter started asking questions, she was like, you know, out in a day.
8: We did speak with Ms. Yu, but only by phone. She did not answer the door when we came to speak with her earlier. She says she has not yet received the injunction and she will not be commenting until she does. Back to you.
2: Nadia Stewart in North Vancouver. Nadia, thank you. Right now, though, a 14-year-old is safe at home with his family tonight after being stranded alone in Alberta. The teen's trip home to Kamloops was cut short in Edmonton when he was told he was too young to board his connecting Greyhound bus. As Catherine Urquhart reports, questions are now being asked about how the mix-up was handled by the ailing bus company in Kamloops, a happy reunion between mother and
11: son. 14-year-old Sheldon Scott is now home after a Greyhound bus driver left him stranded in Alberta. In the last couple of days has been really rough. Just with this whole situation, so it'll just be nice to have him home. Tuesday night Sheldon boarded a Greyhound in Grand Prairie, Alberta after staying with his dad. But at midnight, when he tried to transfer buses in Spruce Grove, the driver refused to allow him on board, saying he was too young. I asked him if it was the Kamloops bus because I didn't know if it was or not. said, yeah, well, how old are you? And I said 14. He's like, well, it's illegal for me to take you on the bus greyhound responded to global news in an email saying only we received misinformation about the child's age sheldon's mom says
8: not true when i booked the ticket um, i put his correct birth date on the uh, online form and i sent screenshots of his birth certificate and his care card
11: following a long night spent in the care of rcmp officers and then some relatives The teen was allowed onto that very same Greyhound bus the next day. Sheldon finally able to return home to Kamloops. Catherine Urquhart, Global News.
2: Scientists and veterinarians on both sides of the border are racing against time to save a young resident killer whale. A rescue mission is underway to save a four-year-old female known as J-50. The young whale may be suffering from some sort of infection and appears to be starving. Now, as Aaron MacArthur reports, experts are using methods never before used to save the endangered whale.
0: The Lummi First Nation going to extraordinary lengths to keep a member of their family alive. This is a test run of an audacious plan to feed a sick orca. Live Chinook, captured and medicated, and if all goes well, fed to a juvenile orca, which appears to be dying.
7: After being able to drop the fish, I think we can say that it works. Uh, The system works.
0: This is all part of a multinational effort to save j 50 the four-year-old calf appears malnourished and lethargic. One major issue, the whale's territory crosses the border. The American government has greenlit a plan to provide assistance. And just today, the Department of Fisheries and Oceans in Canada approved a permit to do the same. And I was just informed a few minutes ago that actually we've spotted J-50 and uh, crews are moving in to, to both do the assessment and apply treatment. The plan is to get as close as possible to the whale to administer a broad-spectrum antibiotic, either at the end of a pole or by stuffing the medicine into a fish. No easy task, even though J-Pod has been spotted. There's a lot of steps that are going to have to happen before they can do anything, and this kind of thing's never been tried in a, in a wild killer whale. We don't know if it will work. Not yet in her prime breeding years. J50's death would be a huge blow to a population that has shrunk to just 75. Scientists agree the decline in the orca's primary food source is pushing the animals to the brink.
12: The southern residents are in such trouble at this point that every baby that's lost is a, I hate to say it, another nail in the coffin, you know.
0: The plan is in motion, and if it doesn't happen today, bad weather might mean there isn't another window until Sunday. By then, it might be too late. Aaron MacArthur, Global News.
2: And concern is growing for another orca in the same pod. J-35 has been carrying the carcass of her dead calf for over two weeks now. The calf was born July 24th, but died shortly after. The Department of Fisheries and Oceans is concerned that carrying the lost calf will affect the grieving mother's feeding patterns, putting her at risk. They say they are monitoring the situation. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot,
12: Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer.
5: Families have a lot going on.
2: A mudslide tears through a village in Switzerland. Villagers say they heard the rush of mud coming down the hillside before it swamped cars and homes. Amazingly, no reports of injuries. The slide followed strong storms in the area. Cleanup is now underway. New heartache from the wildfire zone in Northern California. A crew member working on the stubborn car fire near Redding has been killed. Seven lives now lost in that fire. And another major wildfire is on the move in Southern California. And this time, authorities believe it was deliberately set.
10: Exploding in the mountains, it's not just the size of the holy fire that worries firefighters. The speed and strength of these flames are the biggest threat. With new evacuations ordered, the Inferno is just uphill from subdivisions in Riverside County. This, police say, the work of an arsonist. Investigators say this man, Forrest Clark, ignited the blaze. Just before his arrest, he spoke to a photographer.
9: Do you know how this fire started? I have no idea. I was asleep.
10: I had two earplugs in. With a dozen large fires burning in California, the U.S. Forest Service says 90% of wildfires are are human-caused. In Redding, where 2,000 structures are destroyed, another firefighter, the seventh this year, was killed on duty. Afternoon winds have been fanning flames all day long. They're pushing small embers up to two miles away. That's igniting brand new fires. With fires on pace to burn more land than ever before, toxic smoke is choking much of the state. The dangerous air also blinding the air attack. Where for now, this is the best way to slow an unstoppable
13: force.
10: Firefighters say there is so much fuel from this blaze, it'll likely burn for weeks, if not months.
2: A teen girl from Washington state is recovering in hospital tonight after a summer day of fun turned very dangerous and it was all caught on camera. A warning, the video may be disturbing to some viewers. No, I just... Ready? Oh, Oh, that's so... Jordan Holderson was bracing herself for the over three-story jump into the river below when her friend gave her a sudden push from behind. That fall left the 16-year-old with five broken ribs, air bubbles in her chest, and a punctured lung. The teen said she could have easily drowned if it hadn't been for some other friends who came to her rescue.
3: In the air, I think I might have fainted, but when I hit the water, I was definitely awake and aware. In the air, I was trying to push myself um forward so I could be like straight up and down so that my feet hit first, but that didn't really work.
2: Now, despite signs warning people not to, the area is a popular place to jump. The teen who pushed her has since apologized, but Holgerson's mother says that's not enough. The case is being turned over to the Clark County Sheriff's Office, but it's not clear whether any charges will be laid. One more note on this topic, a young woman from New Zealand died after jumping off a bridge in Sycamus. It happened late Wednesday night when the 23-year-old and some friends decided to take a dip to cool off. The woman did not resurface after taking the 20-meter leap. In health matters tonight, a popular brand of prepared chicken is being recalled. Pinty's delicious foods, oven-roasted chicken breast strips have been recalled due to possible listeria contamination. The product was sold in stores here in B.C. and across the prairies. The pre-cooked chicken packages have best-before dates of August 9th and August 15th. If you have this in your refrigerator, you should return it to the store or simply throw it out. You're watching Global News Hour at 6. Well, for Beatles fans, finding out which band member wrote the ballad in my life is an enduring debate. Both John Lennon and Paul McCartney have laid claim to the wistful lyrics and memorable melody. But as Steve Silver reports, a Dalhousie University mathematician thinks he has unraveled the mystery.
10: All these places have the moment.
7: Jason Brown is a fan of the Beatles, he's also a fan of math. Combine the two and this is what you get. Brown used math to tackle a long-standing debate, whether Paul McCartney or John Lennon wrote the song In My Life.
10: It is a serious work, uh, but it's also fun at the same time, and isn't that the best thing in life?
7: It took Brown in a team of three about half a year's worth of work. They examined several Beatles albums, how many times each author used each note in each song, the chords used, sequences, among other data to come up with an answer.
10: The probability that uh, Paul wrote the song was quite low compared to John, so we do have good confidence that, uh, that John likely wrote that song.
7: He says the model showed a 2% chance that McCartney wrote the song, versus a 98% chance that Lennon wrote it, and the model has an 80% accuracy rate.
10: As a Beatles fan, you know, um, uh, it's kind of mixed. I think, you know, it, it was nice to have it sort of a question out there, you know, perhaps an interesting disagreement between the two, Um but uh, you know, as a mathematician, I always try to seek out what is the truth.: My
7: life I've loved. Them all. Brown says he will submit the final version of his paper to a research journal: Steve Silva, Global News, Halifax.:
2: A trick shot so crazy. You may think your eyes are playing tricks on you. That's right after Christie's forecast. Christy Gordon joins us now with a look at that forecast, mm-hmm. and it's uh, oppressively hot once again, but there's a change.
12: That's right. So day four of our heat wave, day 31 of no rain, and we broke, oh, probably 15 records across the province. By the time we tally them, there'll be more. But here, the 40 areas broke the 40-degree mark today. Here's three of them, Kamloops 40.8, Lytton 40.6, and Castlegar hitting 40 degrees, Lillouette not too far behind. I'll show you the fourth in a second, but I'm getting a lot of people sending me images like this on a Officially, in terms of temperature, West Cooney area, Bonnington, 44 degrees. Thanks to Mike Forster for sending that one. And a funny one from Chilliwack. It's popcorn hot out there. The corn, popcorn is par- popping on the hot husks. So thanks to Annie Hall for that uh, shot. It's not real, of course, but a uh, great shot. Just to give you an idea of how hot it is. 30 degrees by the water further inland, 35 degrees today and very hot in the interior. As I mentioned, in the 40-degree market, Lytton, Kamloops, and Trail was a hot spot across Canada, hitting 41.1 degrees today, also uh, breaking a record. But it is very smoky. Look at this smoke, widespread smoke in through the Caribbean central interior. Keep your eye on that area. I'll show you a map in a second. But that's spreading right across the prairies, as you can see. And these are some of the images that are coming in. Vanderhoof, you can't even see the sky at all. The smoke is so thick. This in Mabel Lake, which is just outside of Vernon, sort of north of London. incredibly smoky and some areas seeing some blue sky but just not too far away that is thick, thick, thick smoke that's in 100 miles. So thanks for sending us those photos. That high pressure is going to shift out. We have one more hot day before a change and the change will look like this. So Saturday morning, a chance of showers across the south coast. Saturday afternoon, a good chance of showers and that's the area that will get hit. So we're talking about uh, higher relative humidity, good news for the forest fires, but it also brings in a risk of thunderstorms, but it will bring in some moisture through that area that I was mentioning. So there's your forecast for tomorrow. As I mentioned, still one more hot day on the way before the change occurs on Saturday, and you'll feel the difference in the temperature across the South Coast areas inland. 30 degrees tomorrow, but Saturday only warming up to 21. We continue with the chance of showers, and best chance of showers will be Saturday afternoon into the evening hours. Another smoky shot, but it means a beautiful sunset
2: in Kelowna thanks to Dean for that one all right thanks Christy all right back to that trickiest of trick shots check it out Bull Bullard of the Harlem Globetrotters putting a new spin on the air ball shooting a basket from an airplane in Wildwood New Jersey and he sinks it let's look at that again from a different angle (laughs) I don't know how they do it apparently he's promoting an upcoming appearance (laughs) <laughs> I think it's more pilot skill than the... It is no, more I pilot I was going to say. If
9: you've okay. got a bad pilot, that thing's not going in, and you're going down. Mm-hmm.
2: So I don't know if it's because you were showing the pictures of the smoke. Yes. But does it not just suddenly smell smoky in here? It does, actually. Right? It was when you walked into the studio, I'm telling That's you. Right.
9: <laughs> My new cologne, it's called Tire Fire.
2: <laughs> it's good. Uh, you're right, it though, does smell Sophie. Should smoke? we be... Alerting someone? <laughs> the, f- the smoke alarm's not going off. So in the meantime, oh, okay. the camera
12: goes down. Then the- let's do no that.
2: Actually, the camera looks a little off tonight. Um, are you okay?
9: I'm I'm perfectly fine, despite my apparent aroma. <laughs> That's- we match. I get that. Did you do
2: that on purpose? Did you? Well, I got dressed before you did.
9: Uh, then I guess it's me.
2: <laughs> not that I. Know about How that. would you know that anyway? I just, I saw you earlier today. So that's not a new tie. Marsha's mom wants to know. It's its not the oldest tie I have, but it's not super new either. There you go, Trish. Hi, Trish. Marsha's mom. Anyway, oh, no um, Paul Hasem of Global BC News Morning is trying out his wings tonight in a special preview of the annual Abbotsford Air Show. Take a look at this. Paul taking the oh, leap with you. the Canadian Forces Skyhawks. <laughs> and enjoying it, evidently. The Skyhawks are a favorite at the annual oh, yeah, event, showing off their parachuting <laughs> skills. Uh, Paul Woo! probably needs a little more practice before he goes out on his own, but definitely enjoying the thrill.
10: That was the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. That was unreal. These guys are such pros. Like just came down, and they're zipping around, get some unreal shots. It's just the view you get. I'd highly recommend it.
2: He may be back on firm ground, but he is still floating in air, walking on the clouds after that. Now, if being a spectator is more your speed, the air show kicks off tomorrow with the gates opening at 3 o'clock.
9: My nephew Darren used to be one of the Skyhawks. Really? Yes, he was a couple of years ago, yeah.
2: He should have taken you for a 10. No, you see,
9: my thing is, as I told him, I don't jump out of a perfectly good airplane. Maybe it's not that good. It's the equivalent of jumping out of a moving car for me. (laughs) So, all right. If you tell me the plane's gonna crash and hook me up, I'll jump. Otherwise, I'm staying in it.
2: You're in the safe studio here.
9: The uh, well, I don't know about that. Apparently, something's on fire. The uh, BC Lions have not been terrible this year. They have had chances to win more than they have, but they can't seem to keep their hands away from the self-destruct button in recent outings. Tonight, they have Edmonton at the Dome with the hole in it, uh, a team that beat them earlier in the year back in Edmonton, but that is before Travis Lule was healthy and despite recent setbacks in recent games, BC says they're a lot better than they were the first time they faced the Eskimos. Barry is down at BC Place and he has Manny Arsenal with him. All right, Manny, coming off two losses, but in those losses you guys have done a lot of good things, but I would say mental mistakes and penalties have really cost you. How much of a focus has it been to clean up that part of
1: the game as you get into tonight?
13: Yeah, man, we gotta play very clean, smart, physical football, because you know there's good things got us two and four, but we got to do good things consistently and minimize the ups and downs and the mistakes. Um, It just all comes with guys just being locked in for for 60 minutes, and that's pretty much coach's challenge to us today. Can we play as a team for 60 minutes, not as an individual, not as a group, but everyone as a whole for 60 minutes um, of football tonight. You know Mike Riley pretty well, obviously, he's a great quarterback. He seems yeah. to have a penchant for uh, late comebacks in this building. Uh, how important is it to,
9: to just keep the ball away from him, have good ball control? Uh, that's tonight? very
13: important because he can't make plays if he's on the sideline. So it's going to be our job to help out the um, defense by staying on the field, sustaining long enough drives, and generating points. Nothing against the field goal kicker, but we need six at this point now because you see you've got to really score points. So um, that's what we just got to focus on getting the ball across that line you see right there into the end zone. All right, well, good luck tonight. Manny showing the Lions taking on the Eskimos tonight.
10: Squire, back to you.
9: Thank you, gentlemen. The Vancouver Whitecaps did not get the result they wanted or deserved last night against Toronto in the first game of the two game Canadian Championship Series. A two all draw, which now puts Toronto in the driver's seat in this total goal series because the next game will be in Toronto on Wednesday. But last night's game was still memorable. This game did have a bit of everything. The good parts for Whitecap fans, Kai Kamara's penalty kick goal,
10: steps up. What a penalty that is from Kai
9: which was followed by a rather well choreographed dance number. Alfonso Davies' enjoy me while I'm still here moment, we've seen a few of those of late. A nice goal from Eric Hurtado, good pass by Russell Tybert, and yes, he was onside. And most of the good stuff happened when the Whitecaps were down the 10 men. The heartbreak was being seconds away from a 2-1 win when Daniil Henry accidentally headed the ball into his own
13: net. Really proud of him today. I thought we had to deal with everything. And when I mean everything, we'll go into that in a little bit of detail shortly. Um, but the, the effort and the, the character shown by that group is unbelievable.
9: Carl Robinson mentioned everything. And this is the everything. Referee David Ganter, who took the Caps down to 10 men just before halftime by sending Felipe off for this foul. A yellow card for this wouldn't have upset the White Caps, But a red, along with some missed fouls on Toronto, had the coach seen red.
13: He spoiled the game. It's not a red card, and he's got that wrong. It, again, in the lead-up to the second, but, but it's okay. This is what I hear all the time. It's okay. It's okay. There's another game. You'll be officiating again on the weekend. It's okay, but it's not okay because it's spoilt a game on live national TV today of two good teams going at it with each other, uh, and uh, the 12th person has spoilt the game. So I'm fuming, as you can tell.
9: Just the All right, PGA Championship round one, yeah, Tiger Woods. 11th hole.
1: Uh oh, it came out. That's not far. To enough.
9: That's gonna go for a drink. Oh. Even par though after uh, one round. One of the better oh. rounds well, today put short. together by. His third. Hey second. Ricky, he's so fine, He's so fun. You blow my mind. Hey Ricky.
2: How does it go again? Oh no. Hey, hey Ricky. Mickey, um, okay, I forget. Totally it. We did not rehearse
9: it. this. Can you tell? John Daly, look at John Daly with his pants making this. John He's Daly plus Brandon three. Sutter. No, What's that? No, it's not as easy as Brandon Sutter. Uh, Gary Woodland is your leader at minus six. Uh, Ricky Fowler minus five. Hey Ricky, you're so fine. You're so fine.
2: You blow my mind. Hey Ricky. Hey Ricky. Anyone here but a uh, bungee jumps? No. 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 Okay. Well, definitely not you. Yeah, well, the guys who made bungee jumping a thing have come up with a whole new thrill for Oh, us. that's cool. If you've ever wondered what it's like to be shot out of a catapult, well, now you can find out.
7: Second Whoa. Whoa.
13: One of the first in the world to experience the extreme thrill of the Nevis Catapult. Wow. The new attraction's been under wraps for years. This morning, thrill-seekers getting to dive in headfirst. Everything just runs through your body, the adrenaline, the, <laughs> the excitement,
11: the nerves, it all comes, so,
13: yeah. Whoa. <laughs> The human slingshot barely gives you time to scream, adventurers experiencing three Gs of force in just one and a half seconds. Once you're in the harness, there's no turning back, with thrill seekers trying out into the Nevis Valley at 100 kilometers an hour. The thrill ride sits beside the Nevis swing and bungee attractions, with all three able to operate simultaneously. That's crazy. Officially open creator Henry Van Ash, it's a refinement of an idea he had three decades ago.
1: Well, Queenstown, you know, with Bungie 30 years ago starting, was sort of the, 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 the adventure capital of the world, and it still is that, and I think this will uh, help reinforce that.
13: The tourism project got a half million dollar development boost under John Key's government. Local MP Hamish Walker was back today to test out the finished product, oh. despite his intense fear of heights. That was more than a tourism experience. For me, that's a life experience. I hate heights, number one fear.
10: Um, so anyone that doesn't like heights, you've got to come and experience this. It was, um, yeah, words
5: words can't describe it.
13: And experienced adrenaline junkies are relishing the new challenge.
2: Ah, oh, I've been waiting for something like this to come along. I've done all the other bungees and skydives and everything, so just something more adrenaline rushing.
13: A unique blend of height, flight, and speed that's set to keep Queenstown's tourism heart pumping. Dave Boostlink Prime News. Uh, yeah. I was just
12: saying that's all freefall. After you do the bungee part, it's that's a significant freefall there.
2: <laughs> like, I don't know if I'd I don't do know if if alcohol should be allowed. on Yeah, like not like the
9: operator like boozing it up while he's guys doing up. your harness yeah.
2: mm-hmm. or holding the GoPro.
12: So we would do it right. I think I would do that before bungee jumping.
2: Yeah, me too. That looks less, I don't know. Crazy? I don't Does know. Does it look pretty crazy? crazy? Yes,
12: actually looks crazy.
9: Just as crazy <laughs> as bungee. less crazy. To me.
2: <laughs> Have a good evening, everyone.